Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. All right, today's episode is on orthorexia versus healthy eating. So this is going to be a good one. I'm going to talk about my two cents on this topic. Um, Full disclosure, you know, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a dietitian, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not able to diagnose anyone or say, you have orthorexia. Um, so just want to clear that, you know, and say, I'm just a recovery coach. So I have my own experience with this and just have learned a lot through my coaching practice. A lot of my clients deal with this. So I think this is going to be a great episode. Before the episode starts, I wanted to let everyone know, all of my listeners, that I am launching two virtual group coaching slash support groups in August. So right now I am taking applications. Um, it's honestly, most people (laughs) can get in. It's actually first come first serve. And both of the groups are pretty small. There's a maximum number of 15 people per group. So if you are interested or have been interested in community and not doing this recovery experience alone, I am so, 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 I am so excited. Okay. This is going to be so much fun. I love everyone who walks through my doors. And by that, I mean, you know, on the computer who signs up for my coaching or does a discovery call with me, even if they don't become my clients. I just feel like this community is amazing. And I, it's my dream come true to allow you all to be able to connect with each other and meet each other. So I'm starting off with smaller groups and um, all of the information about the groups is going to be on my website. I'll link uh, the landing page for the group coaching support group in the description, um, or you can just go to my website, which is www.katenoelwellness.com and then head over to the um, service uh, offerings tab and then underneath is group coaching. So you can click on that. It's open to anyone worldwide. Um, The times that I have at the moment are Tuesday evenings and Saturday mornings. Uh, Pacific time. So if you are somewhere else in the world, hopefully one of those two times will work for you as well. Um, Okay, let's get into the episode. Let's start off with defining what orthorexia is. So orthorexia is disordered eating in which a person has an unsafe obsession with healthy eating. Uh, Many people in this category only eat, quote, clean foods. And it's to the point where the obsession interferes with their daily life. So whereas other eating disorders would typically, people would be typically more concerned with the quantity of food, orthorexia also is interested or is solely interested in the quality of foods. So typically looking for labels that indicate something is healthier or unprocessed, or maybe they avoid processed foods altogether. Um, They just fixate on the preparation of food. Um, needing to know the ingredients at all times and feel emotionally distressed when they don't. Um, I'm using they statements a lot, but I have had my own experience with 
orthorexia. Um, my eating disorder kind of hit all corners of <laughs> eating disorder. I had um, anorexia, I had bulimia, and then I also definitely was obsessed with certain foods and eating clean um, throughout my experience. So I know how difficult it can be, and I know that it feels like there's a promise that is being delivered by these types of you know, clean foods, or maybe there's a feeling of being pure that feels really appealing or good. Um, so just saying, I understand. The term orthorexia was coined by Dr. Stephen Bratman in 1996. So it's actually a relatively newer idea, and it is accepted by most medical and eating disorder professionals today. Unfortunately, however, there is not a category of orthorexia in the DSM-5, which holds the diagnostic criteria to diagnose an eating disorder uh, for professionals who can diagnose eating disorders. However, there is a classification um, called Other Specified Feeding and Eating Disorders, and that is a clinical category used to describe many eating disorders that don't meet all of the diagnostic criteria for a specific eating disorder like anorexia bulimia or binge eating disorder. So orthorexia is very confusing because it really breaches over this gray area of healthy eating and living. And many people will be seen as highly admirable or respect, you know, res people will, res will respect you for choosing to eat healthier. It's seen as, I don't know, like what people are supposed to do. I don't feel like I feel like I could talk to just about anyone and they would know or feel that healthy eating is better. Um, so a lot of times it can start off as this desire to just eat healthier. Um, but there is this line, um, or maybe not even a line, just there is a point where it becomes too much for an individual and it becomes an obsession that's unsafe and harmful to themselves and or other people around them. So here are some signs of orthorexia. Preoccupation with food and eating habits. Worrying about what others are eating, often putting yourself at a higher standard and viewing your choices as better. Really intense diet rules or just intense diet rules. Some of those can include eating sugar-free, non-GMO, keto, not having anything processed, salt-free, oil-free, no dairy, um, and then veganism or vegetarianism can also be in the category. Um, you know, if you don't eat dairy, if you don't eat animal products, there is obviously a point and a area for that to be really healthy, and I'm not against those two things at all. Um, but I do think it's really wise to consider if you have an eating disorder, um, you know, that is an area definitely to look into and can be a sign of orthorexia. Another sign is avoiding going out to eat or eating food that's prepared by others, um, especially, you know, with the fear of not knowing what's in the food, fearing sickness, um, or believing that a certain unallowed food, like if you have an unallowed food, something bad will happen to you, dropping entire categories of food, not based on t taste preferences, um, obsession with clean eating bloggers or Instagram accounts, TikToks, and or obsession with researching food. Uh, changes in mood, including anxiety and intense concern around food, 
and your lifestyle when it comes to food. Isolation from people in your life who don't follow the same food ideology as you is another one. So those are just some. There's lots of other signs of orthorexia, and maybe you can insert some of your own ideas in there about what might be unhealthy for you. Um, And then I'm just going to list off some risks and complications that can occur because of orthorexia, because I think a lot of people think that it's not as intense or serious as other eating disorders, uh, maybe because it's like more popular and widely accepted, honestly. But I do want to mention some of these risks and complications so that hopefully uh, you can, I don't want to, you know, scare you to death or anything, but just having this in your mind can maybe help you make better decisions for yourself. So risks and complications are cognitive issues, infertility, hypothalamic amenorrhea. You can have digestive issues like constipation or IBS-like symptoms, malnutrition, kidney issues, bone health issues, fatigue, electrolyte imbalances. You can have heart problems, anxiety, and then there's a lot more. So those are just to name a few. So here is my take on when the healthy eating has gone too far. Again, this is my take. It's not rooted in any diagnostic criteria. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm not a therapist or a psychiatrist or a medical doctor. So if you're feeling confused about whether or not you have taken this clean eating too far, I just want to say this. I do really respect your decision to look more into the matter. So here are some ideas I have. This is what I believe is more honestly healthy and wellness-oriented without obsession. If planning food or having anxiety around planning food is a part of your consciousness all day long. That is unusual. When our bodies and minds are well-fed, they typically won't be thinking about food 24-7. In the case of like extreme hunger or recovery hunger, definitely. Um, Only throughout the day in healthy increments during meal times or when you're hungry physically or mentally is when we should be thinking about food, typically. Another... um, sign that it's gone too far is if you put yourself on a nutritional pedestal. So if you are a fanatic about food and this lifestyle, that's a problem. If other people's diet choices really deeply impact your emotional world, that is something to consider. Um, If you're finding yourself often comparing your plate to other people's, that's another consideration. Another one is if you have intense diet rules, like all the ones I mentioned above, or if you have cut out entire food groups like carbs or sugar or protein or fat, like any sort of cutting out of food groups is definitely an an intense move and can be a sign of orthorexia. If you avoid going out to eat or allowing others to prepare food for you, I believe it's okay to enjoy eating unprocessed foods and preparing your own foods. That's great. But If there is no flexibility or fun allowed, that's an issue. If you have a fear or a belief that eating a certain food will cause you harm, detrimental harm, without a food allergy, um, you know, if you truly believe that eating something will be really, really bad for your body, um, oftentimes too, I just want to point out that being stressed about a food, um, like feeling, let's say, for example, this dairy is going to make me constipated. If 
you, you can really manifest that to be a reality just by a stress response in the body. So maybe the dairy isn't actually going to cause you constipation, but you are so stressed about it that the physiologic stress response actually causes your digestive, you know, symptoms because when we are stressed, we have delayed gastric emptying time. Our muscles, um, kind of tense up. We don't release enough enzymes. Like our bodies don't, aren't prepared to eat. So that's just one example. Um, and a little bit of a side note. Um, but yeah, another sign is if you scroll through your Instagram or TikTok, and this is a number I've just kind of pulled out of my head. Um, so take it or leave it. But I feel like if you are following more than 75%, if more than 75% of your following is like clean eating food, lifestyle bloggers, I think that's kind of a lot, you know, um, or if you're finding yourself researching foods every day or foods right before you eat them, if you're like Googling, are cherry tomatoes healthy? What harm, harm of cherry tomatoes, you know, just kind of having that obsession with researching. If you are feeling emotionally unstable when it comes to your meals and snacks, or you're using food to emotionally cope, that can be a sign. If your self-esteem is based on your clean eating, that's definitely a sign. Um, And then the last one I have here is if you've lost interest in activities that you used to do because of your eating obsessions. So those are just some that came to mind. That list is not super extensive. There's tons of other ones. And again, I'm sure you can list out, think of some other possibilities that have happened to you that you might feel like are crossing the line for you. And I want to say that it's okay to have preferences. It's okay to say no to certain foods. In my experience as a recovery coach, there is a time and a place for experimenting with food. It is not innately wrong to experiment with your diet. If a person without disordered eating wants to try eating healthier by preparing, you know, more nutritionally dense meals at home, that's great. That's amazing. When our emotional worlds become taxed because of the obsession, however, that indicates that there is a deeper issue at heart. Maybe a fear of losing control, perfectionism, lack of trust in yourself, low self-esteem. There's a lot more potential issues, but maybe some of those are at the root of the experience that you're having. And that is something that requires professional help through therapy, dietitian, working with a coach, You know, getting help in this area is so important. I truly believe that when we have disordered eating or an eating disorder, we have to heal and prioritize that recovery first. Like before we can try and eliminate certain foods or see what's what our body likes best, we have to clear out that energy of eating disorder because we cannot truly know what is best for us when we have that psychological stress response, chronic stress response day in and day out. So if you're feeling like this might be you, if you're crossing the line or you definitely know that you are in this boat, um, amazing. Allow yourself to explore this. It's so beautiful to be able to enjoy healthy foods while also enjoying more fun and new foods and experiences. You are allowed to have preferences Um, You are allowed to have your own ideas and, you know, you know yourself better than anyone at the end of the day. So that's really important to understand. Um, But like I said, I really recommend going the recovery route and trying to heal this first. 
Um, and I want to mention, you don't have to follow the 80-20 rule. Okay, you don't have to follow the 80-20 rule and make it a numbers game. I'm kind of tired of seeing that. Do what you want. You can trust in your own decisions. Your body and your mind are powerful enough to help you make these choices. And if you eat something that doesn't feel good, have compassion for yourself. What can you learn from that experience? That's my main, that can be like the main takeaway from this episode, honestly, is allow yourself to have some room for new foods or fun foods or just breaking a little bit of your own imposed rules or other people's imposed rules on your life and see what happens. And if it's not an enjoyable experience, have compassion for yourself and explore why it might not be such an enjoyable experience. That is today's episode. I hope that you found this helpful and insightful. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Um, I am currently, like I said, you know, really excited about this group. So if you feel like you might have orthorexia, then please feel free to join the support groups. It's a great way to connect with other people. It's going to be really fun. And um, yeah, I like to make recovery as fun as possible. So it's going to be a good time. Um, Okay, well, that's the episode. Thank you all so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. See you in the next one.